0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Oh, okay, who's excited? Yay! Okay, first off, I have a question for you, and you guys have to be honest. Who in here did their homework and read through some of the stuff that Pastor Lance said to do? Come on, come on, see? Good job, guys, so good. Okay, well, I just wanted to touch base with that, because Mike Connell is powerful, and a lot of the teaching on there is Pastor Mike Connell, and he's absolutely brilliant, just like Pastor Lance said, when he comes through here, it's to unlock areas of our lives that we don't know we're limited in, and it's to expose the demonic oppression and influence in our worlds that keep us bound and keep us from moving forward. So I challenge you, even again after tonight, please Read, listen, watch. And I think Pastor Juergen's on there, Pastor Leanne's on there, and they're always brilliant to watch too, so um, it's amazing. Okay, so I want to start off tonight. um, (sighs) Deliverance is amazing. Freedom is amazing. Influence is amazing. But if we don't have foundational truth, then you really have nothing to stand on. And one of the things that Daniel and I um, found when we got Spirit Filled was that I can tend to be a little bit of an extremist and I can kind of swing, you know, to like one side or the other. And so what I had kind of found is, is that I am a feeler and you guys will hear these kinds of things a lot from stage. Different people are feelers. There's prophetic, there's seers, you know, there's different giftings. I'm very much a feeler. And so Daniel would always say, oh, you can't just feel, you know, you can't just feel. It has to be based off of the word of God. So you can't just be off in some, you know, la-la land of feeling. You can't just have a random dream and say, oh, and then this is what God is saying. If you are solid in the word, then absolutely. But I really, really want to put some foundational truths into us tonight so that when we experience freedom, when we start walking in our calling, then you're actually going to see what God's actual vision plan for your life is. Good? Okay. First thing, this was something that shifted and transformed my life. Some of you might know it. Some of you might not. Are There are three parts of us, okay? We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body, okay? The spirit part of us. And you'll hear it kind of thrown around through different... Like if you listen to podcasts, and I know a lot of us listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, you'll hear spirit and soul kind of thrown around kind of interchangeably, and you go, what is it? I don't really know. Well, I'm going to tell you right now so you know. Your spirit is the already completed, sealed part of you. Jesus came, those of you that are saved by the blood of Jesus, that's the part of you that is transformed and saved. That's the part of you that is healed. That is the part of you that is prosperous. That is the part of you that is the abundant life that God calls us to, okay? That is the already finished work of Christ, the spirit part of you, okay? Then you have your soul. Your soul is your mind and is your heart. This is where your emotions come from, okay? This is what you think on. Then you have your body. Well, all your body is is your flesh, right? It's this outward part of us that just is subject kind of to the world. But the thing that's crazy is, is when people go, oh, I'm just, I'm believing for my breakthrough. I'm believing for my freedom. I'm believing for whatever it is you're believing for. You actually already have it. It's already yours. Okay, Because your spirit has everything in it that you already have, that you already need. God has put everything in your spirit, and it is sealed. So if you think about it like this, okay? When you think about your mind, your mind is the gateway, is the fence, okay, to your spirit. What you think on and what you believe directly affects what your body is subject to. But if your body starts being subject to what you think on and believe according to the outside world, then you're going to be subject to the way out, what the outside world says to be true about you. So when we talk about COVID, when we talk about sickness, when we talk about poverty, when we talk about oppression, all it is is the wrong alignment of where our mind and our hearts are. Okay? Thank you. Okay. Is that good? Does that make sense? Okay. I just that was a transformational teaching that I learned and went, wow, I am already healed. So if I'm not experiencing this healing, if I'm not experiencing this freedom, it's because I am not aligned with what the word says to be true about me. Okay. So, okay. So the nature of the flesh in all humans is to align with feeling and emotion. That's just, it's the fallen part of us. The world is fallen. We want to align with the. Oh, that feels good. Oh, this is great. I want to go operate in that. I want to go do this, okay? But that's actually not what God calls us to be like. Now, guys, I want you to hear this, okay? Because we're going to move into some freedom as the night goes on. The Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, will offend our minds to expose our hearts, okay? The Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, will offend our minds to expose our hearts. If you feel like you find yourself getting offended, step back and check yourself. Why? What is in my heart? What is rooted in here that is keeping me from actually receiving what the Word says to be true about me, okay? (sighs) I know, I thought it was good, too. It's like, yes, thank you, Jared. <laughs> okay, so if you think about it like this, and um, I want all of us to think about our lives as a property, okay? So your spirit represents your house, okay? That's that sealed part of you, all right? And then the ground and the land around your house is your heart and your mind. That's where stuff is planted. That's where you tend to or you don't tend to, All right. Yeah. And then the perimeter around that, around your house and around your land, there's normally a fence, all right? And the fence is one of those things that is not a wall, right? A wall is steadfast, it's absolute, can't be moved. But a fence is pretty easy. Like we had to put a fence up to keep our dog in. And he still gets out sometimes, but that's okay. We need to build a stronger fence, probably. But that's the same thing in our own lives, guys. We have fences around our world and around our life that keep things in and let things out. It's where our convictions are. It's where we sit there and we say, I actually don't cross that line, or I do cross that line. This is where I do say yes to these things, and I say no to these things. Yeah. And so what I kind of feel like I have found in my journey, I'm going to get just real with you guys, too, and I've shared a little bit, you know, from stage before, but even up to a very, very present day. This is a very now word for me. Um, but I started seeing and knowing that we can let the world dictate what our life looks like, or we can dictate what our, lo- what, what our life looks like, okay? So if you, if you stand in that space, you say, you know what? I'm just going to just wake up every day. I'm not really going to read the Bible. I'm not really going to pray I'm not really going to stand in, you know, agreement with what the word says to be true. The world's just going to happen to you. Life's just going to keep happening to you. Okay? And so what I found is is the Bible is the mirror of our spirit. So the word of God is actually the mirror of our spirit. So our spirit obviously complete whole and everything. If I'm reading my Bible and I don't see that I'm prospering, well then I need to fix that. I need to uproot something. I need to get rid of something that's probably in my perimeter, in my fence line, that needs to come out. Because my life should be and will be aligned with what the Word of God says to be true about me. Good? So after I got spirit-filled, um, I began to realize that I was, I was letting the world... Tra- letting the world. I was letting the Word transform me. I was letting... And Daniel and I, I mean... We got radically just shifted. We came from religion, you know, and then again, kind of pendulum swung, you know, this way, which I I actually would prefer to be on this side of it. Um, But I started realizing that, um, you know, there were areas in my life that I was like, wait, but it's actually not wrong to drink. Wait, it's actually not wrong to you know, wear fun, cute clothes. It's actually not, and all these things that I had grown up up with religiously made me go, huh, wow, I have freedom in Christ, cool. But again, instead of just like going, okay, cool, now God, what does that mean to me? I just shot this way, you know, kind of pendulum swung over here. I even got a tattoo in that season and it it says free, because I was like, oh my gosh, freedom in Christ, and I was so radically shifted. It was like, it was a big thing for me. I was like, because I always thought, well, you know, if you drink, you're going to hell. If you smoke, you're going to hell. If you do drugs, you're going to hell. If you have sex, you're going to hell. I'm like, well, I'm already going, so we might as well just keep going. That was prior, you know, obviously. That was before I met Daniel, then we got, and everything was good after that. But I did, (laughs) but I did have that mindset, right? And so, um. I realized that I had areas in my life that I really wasn't very strong-minded in. And it was interesting because in the middle of 2020, obviously the world was crazy, and um, I started just kind of meditating on some different verses and God really spoke to me and he said, hey Heather, Satan owns the fence. And I just sat there and I was like, whoa. And it's crazy because for me, the area in my life that was a huge stronghold was in the area of drinking. And it was one of those things that, like I just said, I thought that I was you know, damned to hell if you drank. Then we get spirit-filled, we come to awaken, we celebrate, people have a glass of wine, have a nice whiskey, we, it's beautiful, and celebration is real. But what was crazy to me is, is I realized that that fence in my life was owned by the devil. And when I started unpacking this, and this is a few years back, I've, this has been a journey, and this is what I want to talk about. I want you guys to be equipped to stay in freedom, not just get radically transformed one night. I want you to stay in freedom. <clears throat> but I, um, I realized that the fence was, was not mine. I had not built that fence. And so the title of my message tonight is actually called Fence Sitting. Fence Sitting, yeah. So um, my parents were amazing. We grew up, I had amazing parents. My mom and dad literally told me, my gosh, Heather, you're beautiful, you are smart, you are strong, you can do anything, you are brilliant. And I was like, yes, and I am, and I am. I was actually like my, yes, I am. My parents didn't, I, I didn't know how to not be confident because my parents told me my whole life that I was. And I know that that's not the same story for all of you. I know that that's not the upbringing that you had. But guys, regardless of what your earthly parents said, your heavenly father says those things about you. Your heavenly father says that you are brilliant, that you are smart, and that you can accomplish anything in life. Yes. It's so, so, so good. So, but as I grow up, I, I grew up, you know, I met Daniel. It was amazing. I actually had a really sweet God moment that brought me back from kind of a crazy party. I call them my power party years, you know, two years, intense, again, pendulum, jumped off the cliff, partied hard for a few years. It was fine. Then had a moment. <laughs> it was fine. I made it. Had a moment where God said, you know, I want you to take a look at your life and, I, and you'll see, you know, two roads, the road that follows me, you can't see the end of, but the road that follows this way is, is a path to destruction. And so I did, and in that I I wasn't spirit-filled at the time and so I did, followed that road and literally, we didn't have social media at the time whatever. Turned my phone off and I literally went back to church that next Sunday. Cuz I'm like, well, God, I'm a good kid. I've never gotten in trouble like until the last 2 years and now my life's a mess. But I went back to church that next Sunday and literally met Daniel. That Sunday. So, guys, when God has a plan for you, sometimes it happens very, very quickly. Um, but we got married. We've lived our life. It's been great. We've been entrepreneurs. It's been awesome. Um, I know, Pathfinders Ministry. Whoop whoop, love it. Um, and I wasn't unhappy. But, again, these areas in my life, out of way, can you start seeing there's a calling? You start seeing you have a purpose. You start seeing, oh, I, I need transformation in this area of my life, and I would, and, and I realized that drinking was a big thing for me. And again, when I stepped back, it was in, it was three years ago, and I was, it was, I was the first class at um, the apprenticeship, and I had started to dive into deliverance a little bit. I kind of understood it. I didn't really understand it, but we kind of jumped in with all the Spiro stuff, and we're like, hey, let, let's learn everything we can. But it was at Pathfinder's Apprenticeship that Pastor Pam came through, and she literally gets to me, and we it was really informal, and we were just standing all up in a line, and she gets to me and she goes, You have a spirit of rejection on you. And she goes, It has kept you. She she said, Somebody left you when you were six years old, and it has kept you from feeling emotion towards your husband and your children. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Well, what I realized after that encounter, after being set free that night of that spirit, was um, my biological father was an alcoholic. My biological father left when I was six. um, And he, yeah, it was was pretty traumatic. Like now when I think about it and I'm explaining it to people, I'm like, wow, it was pretty intense. It was a really intense thing for a six-year-old turning seven-year-old to experience. And just like Pastor Lent said last week, the secrets that you have to sometimes carry. You know, I had a woman say to me, you know, you need to, I was the oldest of four. She goes, you need to be really strong for your siblings. You can't cry. And in that moment, I know that that spirit just took a hold of me. And I didn't know as a six-year-old, but then I grew up the rest of my life not being able to feel, not having emotion, not being able to, I couldn't sense anything. I could feel good things. I was able to celebrate, I was always fun. I was always the party girl, it was great. But I couldn't feel negative emotion. And so Pathfinders, that night was the first night of radical transformation for me. And it was amazing. And it was one of those pivotal moments in my life that I said, wow, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I feel different. I feel transformed. I feel set free. Um... But it was crazy because then, you know, everything just moves so fast. And when you feel like you start walking and you're calling, you're like, oh, okay, oh, keep going, keep going, keep stepping, keep waking up, having kids, building a business, keep going. You know? And then you're just kind of like, okay, and I'm trying to read my Bible. And, you know, but it's, it was amazing because you start seeing how God starts to really weave you know, his purpose and plan through you. And again, through this church, and I said this in my 3 by 10 the women in this church have transformed me as a mom in where I position my priorities in my life, you know, God is always first. Daniel is always second. Then it's my children, and then it's my business, and it's my ministry. And that wasn't always the case before this. So anyway, so I went from kind of being under the spirit of, you know, spirit of reg- Religion, rebellion, rejection, all the stupid spirits, whatever. We're going to get rid of all of them tonight. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. But um, again, even walking through all this other transformation, there was this area, again, of drinking. And again, I'm not saying it was this crazy issue, but it was definitely something to be concerned about because what I would find is, is that we go to a church that likes to celebrate. So, on a Monday night, you can go out with your girlfriends and get Botox and then go celebrate, you know, and then on a Tuesday night, you can have Pathfinders and then go out and then go celebrate. And then on Wednesday night after church, you can have church and everybody gets freedom and we go and we celebrate. And then Thursdays, you're like, okay. And I found myself in a pattern of, honestly, a lot of drinking, a lot of celebrating. And it's not, and, it, and the crazy thing was, is it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was wrong, but it was wrong for me. It was wrong for me, and so I found myself sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore." So I took a year off. I took a year off drinking, and I said, "God, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. I want to get freedom from this." And actually, right in the middle of it, um, I was on the fast of the. Yeah, I was on that fast for a year, and Pastor Stacy was preaching down at East Lake Campus, and she goes. Um, and, you know, she's a powerful minister. And she had everybody stand up at the, at the end, and she's like, we're going to pray over addiction. And whatever your addiction is, I want you to say it out loud. So at the end, you know, and I just, and again, I didn't feel, remind you guys, I didn't feel like out, I was an alcoholic, not by any means, but I had realized through the word that that was the grip that Satan was trying to have on me. That was the grip that he was trying to grab me a hold, trying to grab a hold of me to pull me down and destroy me in through celebration. Yeah. And so, yeah, the devil's a deceiver. He will use things that are strengths. He will use things that are fun and things that are right sometimes to derail you if you don't have that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And so I got freed that night. I said alcoholism. I put my hands up and I said, I want freedom from alcoholism because I knew it was generational and I broke that off. So then in Ephesians 6, 12, it says this. It says, the battle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I started realizing that this was something in my life that was wicked. But again, not wicked for everybody. So it was this weird place of sitting there going, how do I say this? But how do I not, I don't want to make people feel condemned. I don't want to make people feel like I'm this holy, righteous person. It was just a space for me. But even in all of this, I would still find myself okay, why did I drink so much that day? I didn't mean to. I didn't want that to happen. That wasn't where my heart was at. But it was crazy because cherished this year, God reminded me of that post again. You know, Satan owning the fence. And he's like, stop sitting on the fence. Stop sitting on that fence. And it was one of those moments of just, I had to sit there with the Lord and say, God, I have a better relationship with you today than I've had ever. I mean, four years ago, almost five, we got spirit filled, but my life and my relationship with you, God, has transformed me to this point. So I hear you clear today than I heard you you even when I did that fast. So if you're telling me to stop sitting on this fence, then I'm going to stop. And so I did, and I called my, you know, my close friends, and then I called, you know, Ernie and, uh, not Ernie, well, Ernie and Fiona, Melissa and Hallie, and I just said, guys, I'm taking this. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm not going to do this right now. I can't do it anymore. I have to figure out why this seems to be a continued thing in my life, why this seems to be something that, you know... I'll be good, 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 and all of a sudden you have a day, and you're like, why did I have five, six, nine mimosas? I don't know why that happened, and I hated it because it's not that I mean to, and that's the whole thing. We, The the spirit part of us doesn't want any of that. The flesh part of us wants to be destroyed, so we have to renew our mind and our thinking, right? And so I just sat there, and I just said to the Lord, I said, okay, I'm done, and I I had accountability, and then it was when we were in Salt Lake City, And we were going up the mountain. And again, full transparency, I really love, 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 like snowboarding is my favorite thing to do in the entire world. I absolutely love it. It's my favorite thing. And I really enjoy like, okay, let's go have a Jack and Coke at lunch and then let's go snowboard. It was so fun. So this was the first time that I wasn't like, oh, let's go have a couple drinks at lunchtime and then we'll go snowboarding for the rest of the day. But it was so amazing because I sat there and on one of the lifts up and Park City is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. But I was going up that lift and it was like, I don't want to pendulum swing again, God. I don't want to go from, okay, now I've been, you know, drinking and partying and celebrating to then pendulum swing to, nope, I don't drink. Because I hated that side of religion. And there are those people that can't because of actual addiction. But I didn't want to be that Christian that sat there and said, No, I don't drink. Because I don't want to ever be looked at as religious. I don't want to be looked at as that person. Oh, well, why? I don't really know. And it was crazy because um, God said to me, He's like, Tear down this fence, ask for forgiveness. And now let's rebuild this fence together. And I just sat there and I'm like, okay, if everything, if all freedom comes from relationship with God, then Lord, I'm just going to ask you every time, every time we go to celebrate, I'm just going to ask, is this a time when I can have a glass of wine or have a, you know, an old fashioned or hang out and chill with people. And it was interesting because, you know, again, I like to celebrate everything that very next, that... That next day, well, we had been at, um, we were in Salt Lake and there was the Pathfinders graduation. And I was like, Lord, do I drink tonight? And he said, no. And I'm like, wow, okay. That would seem to me in the natural flesh, like that would be a space to go and drink. And he's like, no, not tonight. But you know what was crazy is, is then the next night when it was intimate, it was with the people that I asked for accountability for. I said, Lord, can I have a drink? And he's like, Absolutely. These are your people. And it was crazy because, guys, that seems so, like, I know it seems mundane, but when you start building what you do and how you think off of a relationship with God, you sit in a place of freedom because you will never, ever cross a line when you're obedient to what God says to you. Thank you. Yes, it's so good. And I've just seen so much freedom in it. This fence that was in my life and in my world was not built by me. It was a generational fence of addiction that I had had passed on in my life. And it wasn't something that I wanted any longer. So, rebuilt, tearing down that fence, Lord, forgive me for this space. Forgive me for where I didn't listen to you. Forgive me for crossing over. And then rebuilding that fence with him. Guys, in um, 1 Corinthians 6.12, and this was a verse that I would struggle with. It would say, everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. And I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. So I would sit there, and again, like I said, I'd be like, God, if things are permissible, and he's like, just ask me. Just ask me. Just ask me if you can have a drink. Just ask me if you should eat that for your next meal, just ask me if you should go to that place or ask that girl out or ask that guy out, whatever it is, wherever your struggles are, wherever these fences of, of limitation in your life are, are just start asking God, Lord, what do you want me to do right now? And then you have to listen and then you have to listen. But you know, it was interesting because going through the Bible, I love this. I love that I feel like most of us are all reading the same things every day. And I sometimes say here, I'm like, God, I want to know what everybody's revelations are today because it's so cool. But I was <clears throat> really kind of thrown in, in like awe with how the devil uses deception to come in and ruin our thinking, right? As a man thinks, so is he. So he talked to Eve. He said to Eve, okay, you know, eat of this fruit. You, you won't die. You won't die. He went after her thoughts. And where your thoughts are, that's where your conviction comes from. And where your conviction is, that's where you either obey or disobey. And so anytime you feel like you have an area of your life that you need to see breakthrough in, ask the Lord. And do not fall into your own desires, but obey. If you find yourself obeying, you'll know how strong your convictions are. If you find yourself disobeying, get yourself back into the Word. Yeah. Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Guys, God wants, us to, wants to give us the desires of our hearts. Our first priority in life should be to seek God first in every single thing we do. So I sit back, and again, I, I process through my whole just lifespan over the last four years of, of my progress when it comes to alcohol. And I sit there and I'm like, God, I I got freedom when I was prayed over for rejection. I know that that left that day, I saw my life transform. Lord, I know that day when I prayed addiction off, I know that I was set free. So freedom comes in a moment, absolutely. And that's all based off of faith and belief. But guys, the Bible doesn't say be transformed by your deliverance. The Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So tonight, there's going to be freedom. Tonight, there's going to be freedom. But then you have to walk it out. Then you have to take those steps of relation, relationship with God. If you don't do that, you will not walk in success. Because the devil is crafty. And he knows the areas that he can come back in and filtrate back in into your life and try and derail you. And a lot of times, he's going to use things that seem correct. That seem right. That's, oh, well... Your pastors are doing that. Oh, well, those kids' church volunteers are doing that. Oh, the people on your, you know, Pathfinders team are doing that. Well, it may be right for them, but it may not be right for you. Ask God. Ask God. He's going to put those perimeters up. He's going to help you rebuild those fences in your life. Love you guys. Um, The rebuilding of our fence, the restructuring, renewing, and thinking... And our mind comes from a relationship with Jesus. James 4, 7 says this, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee flee for you. He will flee, flee, flee. flee, flee. He will flee from you. So when we talk about the demonic, guys, please remember this. All of us have fences. All of us have strongholds. All of us have areas in our lives that are keeping us limited, that are keeping us from the fullness that God wants us to walk in. Every single one of us. So please start thinking about that as we kind of start winding down and we're going to start stepping into some actual freedom. Um, We're in a spiritual battle. Whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, we are in a spiritual battle. And just like Pastor Lance said last week, you're either for him or you're against him. Like, it's either right or it's wrong. The choices that you make are either either going to push you towards God or they're going to push you way off track. So be very aware that especially in this season, I don't know how many of you guys feel it, but I know God is on the move. I know that God is sitting and he's going, I am looking for who I can pour out everything onto. I am looking for those that have a pure heart. I am looking for those that are want to, that, that want to step into their calling. And he's looking. And that's through relationship. That's through relationship. Um, fences in our life should be built on the fruits of the Spirit. So if you're thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know what this fence is. Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love and it is joy and it is peace and it is patience, kindness, goodness, it's gentleness, and then it's self-control. I think it's interesting that self-control is the last one. Because really, self-control is kind of the actual physical aspect of all of the other fruits. If you don't have self-control, you're going to find yourself limited in a lot of the other areas of of the spiritual fruits, okay? So self-control. What areas in your life do you not have self-control in? What areas of your life is that offense that is not yours, but it is Satan's, and you're sitting on it? Think on those things. Give those things to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness for those things. We cannot just be hearers of the word, James 1, 22 through 25 says. We need to do what it says. If you start feeling like there's an area of your life that you can't get a grip on, guys, this is that time, this is that night that you surrender it and you give it to the Lord. You give it all to the Lord. And it may seem messy. It may look like, I don't actually want to say this out loud. I don't actually want to bring this to the table. I don't actually want to tell anybody the darkest, messiest parts of my life. But guys... Confess one to another, right? And so that your life will go well with you. It's beautiful. God, it, there's no judgment in the house of God. We, don't, we are not a religious church. We are not a church that says, oh, did you hear? So-and-so, ooh, they slept with their boyfriend last weekend. You know, no, that's not what we do. We sit here and go, oh my gosh, no, we will pray for you. And we will stand in agreement with you. And we will help you get free of those things that are keeping you from operating and moving and, and pushing you towards your calling. <clears throat> Matthew 6, 13. <clears throat> and do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliverance and true transformation comes from a relationship with God. Wait, have I said that yet? Deliverance and true transformation comes from a relationship with God. Yeah. guys, When you start building a relationship with Jesus, you will not um, see the fullness of what you need to walk in unless you have that relationship with Jesus. If you just come up to the altar every Sunday and every Wednesday, and that's brilliant, and I believe you should do it. But then you go home, and in the middle of the week, you don't talk to God again. You're not going to, like, I could sit here and say I know Jake really, really well. But if I, you know, would claim that I know Jake as well as I know Daniel, that would be a lie right? We have to have that relationship with God daily. He wants to have that relationship with us daily. He wants us to pray with him daily, read with him daily, speak to him daily. And sometimes it seems weird because our flesh would say, no, no, I don't know. I don't feel anything. Again, our flesh is based off of feeling. Spirit is based off of the word of God. Does it matter what you feel? It matters what the word says to be true. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father and give attention and gain understanding. Proverbs 4.1. Gain understanding. Read the word. If you feel like there's that part of you that you're like, okay, God, I really struggle with fear. I really struggle with unbelief. I really struggle with addiction. Gain understanding. Get into the word. Find Find a verse that combats that. And put that word into your spirit. Put that word into your soul. Plant that word in your soil where you go, I know that what I'm experiencing is opposite of what God's word says to be true about me, and I'm done with that. I'm done with it. I want that uprooted, and I want it out. And so, yes, we will lay hands and get freedom in there, but the other way to combat is to plant the word so that there's no space for those spirits to dwell any longer. <clears throat> and now for the fun part Matthew eight sixteen. when evening came they brought them they brought to them many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick in one word in one prayer freedom can come In one moment tonight, freedom and deliverance can be here for you. So guys, when I was praying tonight, um, well, I've been praying for a minute since I was asked to do this. Um, But I really felt and sensed that tonight I want to pray off um, a spirit of addiction. Because how many people know that once you've overcome something, you then have the anointing to deliver and and, and impart it to people and get people freed of it? So I know, and I stand here on this stage today saying, I am freed of addiction in my life. Freed of addiction, freed of alcoholism because of this house, because of our God, and because of this word. So thank you, Lord. So spirit of addiction, we want to pray off a spirit of rejection. Everybody's been rejected. There's times in your life you've been rejected. It may not be as intense as others, but I want to get that off of people tonight. Spirit of unbelief. This was something that hit me really hard. And when we started fasting, and I was talking to Pastor Michael about this, I know the word to be true. But sometimes when your life goes opposite of what the word says and you're not allowing it to happen but it still seems to happen 2020 hit us 2021 was hard unbelief and doubt started to really creep in and that doubt started to tweak my thinking a little bit and so when we chose to start this fast this month i was like i'm doing this fast to get rid of unbelief but did you know that there's actually a spirit of unbelief and a lot of people that sit under a spirit of religion also have a spirit of unbelief So if there are things that you think in your mind, I can't, that's not mine, that's not my portion, I couldn't possibly, that's unbelief. We're going to break that off tonight, okay? And then the last thing is the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear comes to rob you of faith. Faith and fear can't sit in the same space. So if you are fearful, then you are not in faith. If you are fearful, you are not trusting God. If you are fearful, there is a lack in your life. And that that fence of fear is now allowing for that demon to come in and infiltrate your heart and your mind to destroy you. But you know what's crazy is? Is all fear is, fear sits on the other side of faith. It's just on the other side of a thought, right? So if you're centered and this is God, faith is over here. Fear is over here, just change your thinking and align yourself with faith. So, guys, if you could all stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. If you fall into any of those categories spirit of addiction, spirit of rejection, if you feel like there's a spirit of unbelief in your life, or if you've really struggled with fear I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward and we're going to have our ministers come all behind you but I want to pray over you guys and we're going to see freedom from these things tonight. Take a few moments. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Jesus. Keep coming forward. Thank you God. Keep coming forward, guys. Keep coming on up. Coming on up. Now, guys, I want everybody to close your eyes. Everyone up here, close your eyes. And I want you to imagine Jesus right in front of you. However you see him, I want you to imagine Jesus right in front of your face. Okay? and he's smiling at you, he loves you, he's encouraged by you. You know you can encourage God by faith. These steps coming forward are faith, and that pleases God. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person at this altar. I thank you for every person who took that step forward tonight who took that step and said, God, I'm done. I'm done with Satan owning this fence. I'm done with this demonic oppression in my life. So right now, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of addiction that lands in this room that has root in any one of these people in this house, right now I say, be uprooted. Come out of them, and I grab you, and I cast you to the ground. Get out. In the name of Jesus, you are finished. You are done. Nothing left. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And God, right now, every person up here who has struggled with rejection, who has felt like rejection, they've been hurt and not heard and not seen and left out and abandoned by somebody. God, I just speak to their hearts. But I say right now, if that is you, lift your hands up if you feel like the spirit of rejection has been on you. Father, right now, every hand lifted up in the name of Jesus. I say, spirit of rejection, I command you, out in the name of Jesus, go. I say, come out in the name of Jesus, right now, go. Spirit of rejection, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of rejection, I command you, you have no authority, you have no power, you have nothing. You cannot hold them any longer in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for freedom. Thank you, Father, for deliverance. The Bible says God will never leave you or forsake you. The spirit of rejection is not yours. He loves you. He loves you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, you, Jesus. Now for every person in here who feels like unbelief has really hit them Maybe you've struggled with it your whole life. Maybe it's something that you've never been freed of. Maybe you've always thought, I don't really believe. It's hard for me to believe. Guys, lift up your hands high to the sky and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that I am made with faith. God, that I do not operate under a spirit of unbelief. I say right now, every spirit of unbelief leave me right now in jesus name let me go let every thought process that aligns with the demonic be gone in jesus name thank you jesus father i thank you for every person that just felt freedom god i just speak belief Holy Spirit, I say come down and touch every single one of them. Spirit of belief. Just feel it, guys. Feel it like a wave coming over the top of you. It's not try hard to believe. You don't have to act on the belief. You just get to believe. Let the word of God wash you right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And now, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person up here. God, the spirit of fear can sit on every single person. Every single person. But that is not our portion. And we are not made with a spirit of fear, but of a, with a sound mind and with peace. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, over every person at this altar, I say right now, spirit of fear be uprooted and uplifted from this room you have no authority in this space you have no authority over these people you have no authority over any area of our lives from this point on in the name of Jesus I thank you God right now for freedom in Jesus name freedom in Jesus name freedom in Jesus name thank you father thank you father thank you God thank you Lord Thank you, Father. Now everybody here, whether up at the altar in the congregation, just lift your hands. And God, as we close out tonight, I just thank you. I thank you for this night. I thank you for freedom. But God, any area of our lives right now that we know we have a fence that was not built by you, God, but is something that we sit on demonically, Father, we just lay these things at your feet. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for the areas that they've come in and they've infiltrated in us. They've allowed for seeds to be planted that have derailed us from our calling. God, we present these things to you and we say, Lord, rebuild these fences with you. We thank you for that, God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.